0: In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It is always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Again, we separate the time between the Ravens' loss, which was brutal, and uh, we look ahead to the bye week and what's coming up after that. And, of course, Andrew Barry spoke. want to remind you that this broadcast is brought to you locally by our good friends at Bryant and Smiley1. Northeast Ohio's heating and cooling experts. Daryl, Andrew Barry spoke today. Um, I don't think he said a whole lot, but that's my perspective. I'm curious what your perspective is.
1: Yeah, I mean, he typically doesn't say a whole lot, but um, I I did find interesting that he gave what amounted to be almost an eight-minute opening monologue uh, on the the state of the team, he broke down the offense, the defense, the special teams, uh, before fielding questions. Um, I think the overarching message uh, that he wanted to present on Wednesday, Andy, was one that everything is okay. You know, we might be two and two, but things are okay. Deshaun Watson may have left us up the creek without a paddle on Sunday against the Ravens, but everything's okay. Nick Chubb has to have his knees sewn back together, but Everything's okay. Jed Wills couldn't guard a lamp. Everything is okay.
0: Should we get the studio audience involved that? Keep going.
1: So that was the, uh, that was the, what I I guess, what my biggest takeaway there was that everything's okay. Nothing to see here. Please disperse. Nothing to see here. Please disperse. Thank you, Frank Trevin from the files of Police Squad. That's a deep cut for you, some for uh, for you 80s movies guy. buffs. <laughs> yes. I'm surprised oh, I don't have a uh, little Leslie.
0: We can come up with a siren over ahead. We, we need we need,
1: we need the siren. We need the siren right underneath us with the roller coaster going through various scenes that may or may not include nudity.
0: Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So let's talk about some of the biggest the biggest stories are right now with this team so let's just go through that because um i thought it was interesting you heard it this morning too jason lloyd saying essentially kind of some of the things we were saying on the podcast the other day and then came back on the air and just said hey the players weren't happy about the fact that deshaun watson didn't play i I, like if deshaun watson thought he couldn't play i'm okay with that it's the lead up it's the lead up that caused all the problems
1: yeah well and again it not to sound like a broken record andy but Had he communicated that, look, the shoulder's not right at this moment. I am busting my backside to get myself ready to go Sunday. But I'm just letting you know that it is, uh, you know, right now it's, it's really bothering me. So plan accordingly. And we'll see Sunday morning how I feel. But that's not what happened. He, he, he told coaches, he told the front office, he told his teammates, "I'm good to go." He told Mary Kay Cabot, "I'm good to go. I'm going to play." And um, And he didn't play. And so it kind of um, it, 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 it kind of, I, I would say, left them in an adverse position, because then they had to throw DTR out there. And as I've said, like I don't want to criticize DTR. Yeah, it was one of the worst quarterback performances I've seen since 1999. But like I don't think I can hold him fairly accountable for that. Like I, I, th- I think I'm being unreasonable if I criticize the way he played. And I don't, I, I just, I don't feel right doing it because they didn't put him in a position to succeed. And um, you know, look. The game plan wasn't very smart to begin with, and these are highly intelligent individuals that are running the Cleveland Browns right now. Seven of the first 10 plays, Andy, were passes. Regardless if it was DTR or Deshaun Watson, why the hell are you calling seven passes in the first 10 plays with a quarterback that's got a bad shoulder? I got to point to the right one. This is the right one. This is the shoulder that was bothering Deshaun Watson and uh it's the one he uses to throw with why are you uh calling that many passes early in there? what you wanted to test to make sure uh, you know the WD40 in there was working or something like what are you doing? like what are you doing so um re- like and and they didn't alter the game plan at all they 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 went with the regular. well they, this is the game plan we had to go against the ravens and they kicked our ass anyway and that, and that was the the, the message, that I think, that came from Andrew Barry, too. was like, well, did it really matter that Deshaun didn't play? Or did it really matter that um, uh, DTR didn't play well? We got crushed anyway. And, yeah, it does, because that was an opportunity for you to steal the game. First of all, you never beat the Ravens. Or, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase. You beat the Ravens once in a blue moon, okay? Right. Once every three years, you beat the Ravens, okay? Um and you had an opportunity where they they were down their top two wide receivers, their all-pro left tackle, their all-pro cornerback, four key pieces, and they still came in and kicked your ass up and down the field for four quarters. So um, either you really aren't ready for prime time as a football team or what's even a scarier proposition, Andy, it all starts and ends with Deshaun Watson like the fate of this franchise yeah now- but
0: it's funny because he said in the press conference it's not all about Deshaun or right? it's something he alluded to really close to that that the offense doesn't have to rely on Deshaun like okay I would have believed that when Nick Chubb was playing here but I just I couldn't believe he said that also he said that Deshaun had never had a shoulder problem before and he heard it in college against Syracuse because right. I got inundated with texts about that about um and I'm reading the game story from that you know uh, Watson iced his shoulder but said he felt no pain according to ESPN. Right. Uh this is for, this is on nfl.com. Right. Uh Chase Goodbread talking about that now the game was in 2016 November 5th 2016 yeah. but you know he did have a, a shoulder injury in a game that they absolutely crushed uh right. Syracuse 54 to nothing. So
1: Yeah, I just you know again that's the scary thing now. I kind of feel like if this guy isn't able to carry things, and Andrew, uh, he was nice about it because I asked him. I said, "Log, I mean, is all the pressure now on Deshaun to carry this thing? You lost your safety blanket and Nick Chubb, so is it all on Deshaun to to carry it?" And and Andrew gave a very a uh, uh, polite, nice answer. I don't think you like the question, but, and that's okay. I, I but it's a, true.
0: I mean, it's true. I, I don't know if he could have answered any differently. I mean, no, I, I he, he's got to
1: say, you know, I, I thought he gave a great answer. Hey, we've got, we, we like the supporting cast around him. It's not just, it doesn't just fall on Deshaun's shoulders. But guess what? The result Sunday against the Baltimore Ravens, Andy, tells me differently. It tells yeah. me that without Deshaun Watson, the Cleveland Browns are bleeped. That's what that tells me on Sunday. And Nick Chubb, and that is scary. That is a scary. Yeah. That is a scary feeling. You were you were not competitive Sunday against the Ravens, right? Right. This isn't like oh they lost the heartbreaker. No, you got your ass handed to you for four quarters. You were not competitive. You were expansion era nineteen ninety nine slash four and forty four. Cleveland Browns on Sunday with, by the way, a premier defense.
0: Oh, and by the way, you're going to see another premier defense when you turn around the
1: corner after this bye But that's what scares me, Andy. Like yeah. the, the fact that it feels like this whole thing rests on Deshaun. Like they are the. And we talked about this on on the midday show. Like they jumped in with both feet into the business of Deshaun. And and okay, fine, that's the decision you made. Um, but at what point do we get to see the dividends get paid? Where, where, where is the reward? Where, where's the profit margin for Deshaun Watson? Because right now that profit margin is zero. They are getting nothing for their six draft picks, and they are getting nothing for their $230 million. And th- me saying that has nothing to do with him being hurt on Sunday. It's just, it, it, it does have to do with how Deshaun Watson handled his injury running around telling everyone I'm fine. And again, the issue is not the injury. People get hurt all the time. And I, and I always expect that players are going to say, yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go. But the problem is, at some point, you have to be honest with the team and say, shoulder's killing me, I can't do it, I'm rehabbing like you can't believe so I can be there for you Sunday. There is a chance I'm not going to. Instead, he's like, yep, I'm fine. He went macho, man. I'm fine. I'm playing. He told everybody that. And so everybody believed him. And now you know what happens, Andy? The next time he tells you that, you can't believe him. He violated their trust, if that makes sense. And maybe that's a little extreme, but that's just my take on it. Because you told everyone you were fine. You were not okay. And it's it's okay not to be okay. But from my perspective... By him not effectively communicating that he's got this problem that could potentially keep him out of a game so the team could prepare a plan B. Instead, they took him at his word that he's going to play, and they prepared accordingly, and they got burned.
0: Daryl, I want to talk more about the quarterback situation, and the 31st is going to be here before you know it. I'll explain what that means next. It's always game day in
1: Cleveland. Mobile sports betting is finally legal here in the state of Ohio. BetQL is here to help you make the most informed bets possible. See all of today's winners by heading to BetQL.com or by downloading the BetQL app. Claim your free three-day trial today. Head to BetQL.com slash news slash 92.3 The Fan for those exclusive Sportsbook offers. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm
0: Andy Baskin. This is it's always game day in Cleveland. You can always follow us on Instagram and Twitter at GameDayCle. We love having you watch on YouTube too. You can watch me fidget while I'm listening to everything Daryl says. Daryl sits or so me, nice,
1: or may, or me make goofy faces at you. So
0: well, that's true too. But I see you. Daryl's much more calm while he's doing the show. I get restless, like I can't sit very long, and I gotta like get up. I wish I could move around yeah, while did, we're doing did the you podcast. Just say I'm calm. You are calm when I like when I watch your camera presence is calm. You know why my camera presence is crazy? How long have you known me? When have uh, I uh twenty calm? years?
1: When have I ever been calm?
0: Yeah, but your camera presence is calm, like you're very me, I'm up always all over all over the place when you think and I'm scratching and I'm just like doing all kinds of weird stuff with my mic. I, um, I rest my face on my mic. I do all kinds of stuff.
1: Where 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 is Andy Baskin today in the world of where is Andy Baskin for the It's Always Game Day in Cleveland podcast? Well,
0: I am in the beautiful Halley building located downtown Cleveland, also the home of our Odyssey stations. I am right next to what is this, uh 102, uh Q one oh four is across the hall. Hey, you're uh, in the Dennis, I know where you are. Yeah. You're
1: in the Browns Radio Network studio.
0: I am also in the Browns Radio oh. Network studio you go. Uh, where the world-famous Jen and Tim do their show on the other side of this wall. If if you're watching on YouTube, congratulations. It's on the other side of that glass. For some reason, the, off. <laughs> yeah, the blinds are closed, so I don't know what's going on in there, but I'm telling you, it's, it's none of my business. Whatever anymore.
1: it is, it's a party that you are not invited to.
0: That is true. And then WNCX is down the hall. So uh, there you have it, your tour your great tour of the Odyssey stations here in Northeast Ohio. Uh, Daryl, a couple of things I I wanted to get at too as we continue to talk about the Browns. And um, do you think they need to go out and get a
1: quarterback or can P.J. Walker play? No, I, I think they may need to go get a veteran quarterback. And here's the thing too, again, I hesitate to be hard on DTR because I just don't think it's fair. But also at the same time, what I learned Sunday is he's not ready. He's incapable of doing the job right now, and he sh- and, and as a result, he should not be put in the position to do that job right now. He's he's the he's the number three quarterback right now. He's not a number two. That well. That just I, here's, that's not acceptable for a for a backup quarterback performance. You just I, I can't have a guy that can't throw for uh, 125 yards and he's throwing three interceptions. I mean, the game ended perfectly. It ended on an interception. Um, right. It's it's not, I'm not criticizing him. I, I can't stress that enough. I'm not criticizing him because the organization failed him. They put him in a position that he's not qualified for and that he's not ready for yet. And that was so evident. And again, that's why I asked Andrew Barry, like because. Here's the other thing. Deshaun Watson takes on so much contact, and this organization never can get through a season with a starting quarterback start to finish. So the backup quarterback is critically important to the Cleveland Browns. And you went with an inexperienced rookie, had to put him on the field, and got your ass handed to you by your division rival, by the team that you're trying to be like, the team that you're trying to pass in the division you were completely non-competitive in that game. That's unacceptable. This is a team that's supposed to be a playoff contender. I, I, I guess maybe I shouldn't say a Super Bowl contender. Maybe that's unfair for, for an expectation level. But for a playoff contender, that performance Sunday afternoon was completely unacceptable. And if DTR can't play to a standard, he can't be your backup quarterback. And it is my opinion that, that he is incapable right now of playing to that standard, which is why I asked Andrew Barry what I did, and he basically disagreed with me and said that we believe in DTR, we support him, you know, he will be the first to tell you that he didn't play well, et cetera, et cetera. And I respect that, but at the same time, dude, trust your eyes. Trust the film. He is not ready. Okay? And I get it. You couldn't get him to the practice squad. You had to put him on the roster. Fine. All that stuff is valid, but the proof is in the performance. The Baltimore Ravens are the standard. I think we right. can do that, right, Andy? No, I
0: agree. In the AFC North, they are the team to beat. There's the no standard. question about that.
1: And he lost by 25 points. You were lucky, to, and the only three points you scored, you were lucky to get, came off a 53-yard field goal. So he basically got shut out.
0: Goose so, out. Let me bring this point up because I think there's a series of events that you can inherently believe based on what what we just had going on over the weekend. One, Deshaun Watson thought the Browns had a better chance of winning with DTR than him on Sunday. And the team seemed to reiterate that too with Andrew Barry's comments today. Now, my next question then is if they thought PJ Walker would be a suitable backup. Why did they put him back on the practice squad immediately following the game? Is that just a roster game or what?
1: So what it is is he he was on the practice squad. Correct.
0: They had to elevate him.
1: He was a game day elevation, standard elevation which means as soon as the game is over, he automatically reverts back to the practice squad. What okay. you have to do, hang, hang on let me explain the Only procedure.
0: because he's the quarterback under the new
1: rule, is that I'm why or no, it doesn't matter. matter. Okay. I'm trying to explain the procedure to you, okay? I'm listening, bro. Go. So the proce- and that is whether that's he's a quarterback, linebacker, whatever, kicker, whatever. Game day elevations for practice squads automatically revert back to the practice squad once the game is over. To get him to the 53-man roster, you have to then sign the player. Again, regardless of independent of position, there's no no special rules for the quarterback with the exception of the third quarterback on the 53-man roster being your emergency QB, okay? But when you talk about practice squad, there's no separate rules for the quarterback on practice squads. So what they would have to do is they would have to release a player from the 53 and sign P.J. Walker to the 53-man roster. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, so P.J. Walker is not on the 53-man roster, right. but he was the backup quarterback on Sunday because, because of his elevation him. off of the practice squad, which is a, Correct. Uh, it's a, a new deviation mechanism. of the regular. Yeah, yeah. It,
1: It's a new mechanism that they put in in recent years. Uh, I think it started with the pandemic, uh, and they, ca- they they liked it so much they kept it. And, and I like the rule too. So you can be able to bring in guys on your practice squad have them available for a game without having to release players to make room to sign guys on uh the 53 man roster.
0: So let me fire this at you, right? He is on the practice squad now. That means what? When you're playing for the practice squad, you can be what?
1: Well, you're the you're the you're the scout team quarterback basically.
0: Can you be picked up by any other team when you're on the practice squad? Well,
1: if you are signed to the active roster, you can. Yes. Yeah. Only if, if you're so, you have, so. The rule is okay. So the so Andrew Barry can be looking at practice squads across the league, right? Let's right. Say, let's say he wants to add a running back, right? Oh, I
0: see what you're saying. I, yep.
1: You follow me? Uh, yeah. If
0: another team wants them, they have to sign him to their active roster.
1: Correct. That's the rule. You and they have to be on the active roster, I believe, for three weeks. Like you can't just sign him and then cut him type thing. Like that that keeps you from poaching players. And and also too, it's a competitive thing. So like. Uh Bill Belichick, like with the Patriots, because he's the king of, you know, uh yeah, ending the rules. The world. Uh, you know, Bill Belichick, let's say Bill Belichick's playing the Steelers this week. So what he's gonna do is he's gonna sign two guys off the Steelers practice squad for this week's game, suck all the information of what Pittsburgh's doing out of them, and then as, as soon as the game's over, he's gonna cut them. No, right. that's not how it works. And again, uh you can poach from practice squads, but to poach, you have to be signing those players to your active 53 man roster. So why don't you put DTR on the practice squad? Because you risk him being poached by another team to the active to their active 53s. Like, for instance, you know. So let, let me
0: put that in PJ well, Walker's hey, perspective. Well, Go ahead, hey, finish your point. Finish your point.
1: Arizona Cardinals, right? They would be a prime candidate to poach DTR. Maybe the Houston Texans, you know, one of these bottom feeding teams that need want to take a look at a nice young quarterback. So that's why you don't have DTR on your practice squad because he, he's he got the talent, okay? Don't misunderstand what I was saying earlier. I believe in DTR. I think he's got talent. He's just not ready yet, right? Cake ain't coming out of the oven yet. It's still baking. So um, that that is why he has to stay on that active 53 because someone will come in and take him.
0: But if somebody wanted to, they could come in and take P.J. Walker right that now That is too. correct. Yes, and then you wouldn't have another quarterback. You would only right. have two.
1: But a- a- as you see, no one's rushing to come sign PJ Walker.
0: No, I get it. Unless they really wanted to put the screws to the Browns, right? And they wanted to put them. But I mean, you're you're messing your own team up by because you'd have to put them on the. But, here, the, but here's
1: the thing: the, like they're not really putting the screws to the Browns because the, the Andrew Barry would just go out and sign another quarterback to the practice squad. You, you said that's
0: equal to PJ Walker. I'm what I'm saying
1: is. Well, you guys brought up on the midday show that they should go out and sign Carson Wentz. I We're f- not the only ones saying that. By the way, I fell out of my chair when you said that, too. Yeah, and did you crack your skull open or no? What happened? No, but I did bruise my tailbone.
0: Would you? Do you think they would have had a better chance with DTR or C- Carson Wentz on Sunday? I don't know. Say it. Say it, Daryl. They would have had a better chance with Carson Wentz.
1: They would have. I don't know. I've seen some of Carson Wentz's recent games. I don't know yeah, that. I,
0: I, I don't know that that's true. I, I, and fans would have been screaming, Wentz, yeah. "Wentz, Wentz, Wentz, Wentz!" The way they did DTR.
1: I'm reminded of what I always say. Former GMs have told me all the time about players being available. Daryl, there's a reason a guy's available. The question is not why are they available. It's whether or not you can accept the reason for why they're available.
0: Good point. He's Darrell Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. It's always game day in Cleveland. Art, we got to get you ready. I mean, ready for the bye week. What are you doing for the bye week? Unanswered questions about the Browns next on It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. It is always game day Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I am Andy Baskin. I'm in the studios here at 92.3 The Fan today, or one of our auxiliary studios. Daryl is in his home office with all the bobbleheads in the back. And by the way, Daryl, for the folks watching on YouTube, show them what they can see. Now, the new addition to your collection. There he is pointing over his shoulder. Is that Chewbacca?
1: It's the white helmet. It's the white helmet. I got the white mini helmet. By the way, look like a thousand times better than the orange pumpkin head helmet. No, I'm kidding. Wow. Maybe not. I think they should. I, I think they should wear the white helmet more. I do. I, I, like I do it. too.
0: I liked it. I thought it was good. Again, our show is our show is brought to you by Smiley Wan and Bryant, Northeast Ohio's. Uh, heating and cooling experts go check them out we're good friends with them all right so Daryl the reason um,
1: I like it Andy is because I think it makes their because like let's be honest about it orange brown and white not a great color combo right but right. it really makes the orange and brown pop having that white helmet it makes the orange jersey pop I think it makes the or the the brown jersey I should say pop it makes the white uh jerseys that they wear uh pop even more I just you know I mean I just I feel like it just it, it it's new. It's fresh. It's, it's fresh. they originally wore white. So, but yeah, I I I I can always keep screwing this up because I'm looking like on the I see. I can't do it. I keep looking on the camera. I can't get the right. But it's back there somewhere. On there it is. So that, this is
0: why I will give weather guys credit. Everything's backwards from weather key. guys.
1: <laughs> they're doing the chroma key stuff, right? <laughs> it's right there.
0: There it is. It's over your shoulder. You're like, wait a second. Why are you doing that? You know. Um. All right, so Daryl, uh, NFL Network today said that Deshaun. What they're expecting Deshaun. Um, they're expecting Deshaun Watson to start the next game here against San Francisco. Yeah, is that earth shattering? I don't think that's earth shattering.
1: No. no, it's not earth shattering. Did Did you hear that? Uh, waters wet. Yeah, waters wet. Did Did you get the emergency alert though today? Yeah, we all did. We all did two minutes early. So I'll be on the lookout for all the zombies that we were promised by the uh, conspiracy theorists there. I yeah, did what not-
0: was that all about? I heard you and Dar- you and Meredith were talking about that. What I, is that?
1: I, I, I don't know. I, I can say that uh, you know I, I didn't turn magnetic. I don't have metal. F- I'm not magneto now because I had my booster shots and that didn't activate. Oh, it. Oh, congratulations! No, so that was the thing. Like the the conspiracy was that this act, this activation of the emergency alert system test or whatever, was going to activate something that had just been injected into us through the pandemic or whatever and turn us all into. Oh
0: whatever so i didn't realize that
1: yeah so um i'll have
0: to start reading more of that stuff
1: i uh i remain my uh same dumb goofy self so (laughs) i'm unaffected by it other than it scaring me because i knew it was coming but it was early (laughs) so i was like whoa and then i look at like, they're two minutes early to this thing yeah i wonder why they did that two minutes early i don't know keeping us all on our, our toes i suppose i don't know
0: you want to do a little um I know we didn't talk about this, but I did want to bring this up. I don't know why, and it drives oh, people crazy. Sure. But um, Travis Kelsey said that uh, the I NFL was going a little too far.
1: I-, I knew it. Why did I know it was either going to be Travis? Because you Kelsey. knew it was coming because <laughs>
0: he's a Cleveland Heights guy. You know, we got to take care of the local guys, don't we, right? Yeah, I
1: mean, come on, man. Oh, take at least care it's, local guys. it's not a Taylor Swift question, though, is it?
0: Oh, well, basically, he said that the NBC and the NFL have gone too far with this, with their whole okay. relationship. Okay. So let's be honest, they're just trying to make more money. Everybody's trying to make more money on this thing.
1: I you know I got to be honest with you as a as a true romantic at heart and a believer oh, of TV, god i I really am hoping that their relationship is not a sham publicity stunt. Like I, I legit hope that she's into him and he's into her. Like, I hope this isn't just some big publicity stunt for her to write a Travis Kelsey breakup song and
0: That's what I'm all about, man. I want the song. <laughs> I, I want the I, song. By the way, some of the songs We were dropped. standing on the corner of Cedar and Lee. He said, "Set me free." Something like that, I don't know. Um and Then I said that used to be Arthur Treacher's over there, and look, they redid the school while I was gone or something like that. And then we broke up. Why did we break up? I don't know. He dumped me. That's what I want to hear. You want more?
1: No, God no, God. We went on
0: a date over at Coventry. I don't
1: know. God no, please stop.
0: He said, "Please release me."
1: Oh Jesus.
0: He had her, on, she had him under his spell. And that's when the relationship went straight to Ow. nowhere. Yes. <laughs> no. Keep giving me Cleveland Heights <laughs> stuff. I'll uh, I'll keep I'll burn it up for you.
1: Um. Yeah, she probably couldn't find Cleveland Heights on a map.
0: Anyway. I bet you could. it would be great if he goes out with her long enough just for her to do a concert in Cleveland so we could bring Aww. a billion to the economy.
1: Oh, that would be good.
0: I'm done with that. I keep saying they, they should play at Kane Park, the outdoor theater in Cleveland Heights, but there is absolutely no parking there. None. None.
1: She, she could come and do a halftime show for the Browns. Yeah. There's might, no money
0: there. Why? Why? Might, why would you do that? But do you know how much tickets would be for that game? Maybe you would do that, but you oh, got to get all your
1: money on the on the secondary market. They, they would they would be very very expensive. But all right, so tell me the the latest uh, so he's he's so Travis is starting to get annoyed that everyone's making a big deal of this. Uh,
0: yeah, hang on. No, 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 you're making me find it. Uh, yeah, the just the word on the street was he was it's in the New Heights podcast, so which it, is uh so one of our friends' projects. An
1: admission that the relationship is a sham. That no, this, it's just he's just
0: like, this or, is ridiculous here let me find the quote. or is this a violent
1: um, privacy concern that he has? They're like, come on, leave my girl alone, leave me alone. let us enjoy our time together type thing. stop you know paparazziing us and all that because I mean okay,
0: here's what he said uh, this is according to People magazine, of okay. course, we all read that and it was the first thing that came up on Google. Okay. um Travis Kelsey thinks the NFL needs to calm down with their celebrity coverage. He said this on the New Heights podcast with Jason and Travis Kelsey. Hey, hi. Um, and, and Jason, star- I love Jason because Jason is the instigator in the stuff. He's like, well, he let's He's get to of- it.
1: He let, the, he let the cat out of the bag.
0: I know. I love all of it. He said, let's get right to it. Is the NFL overdoing it? And he asked his brother about the celebrity coverage. What is your honest opinion? Take away your feelings for Taylor, which prompted a laugh from Travis. And then he came back and said, I think it's fun. When they show who's at the game, I think it brings a little bit more to the atmosphere, brings a little bit more to what you're watching. But at the same right. time, I think they're overdoing it. They're overdoing it a little bit for sure, especially my situation. But I think they're just trying to have fun with it.
1: Well, the thing, too, is and, – and I think I said this on a previous podcast to you. I, I kind of think that they are bordering uh, at times on being like sexist pigs about like the whole – Hey, let's teach women about the sport of football because no they none of them know anything about football. And that stuff started like it, it was funny to like, you know, make the joke about let's get the Swifties up to speed and stuff like that. But then it kind of started to morph into the hey, we're going to teach women about football and I we had the conversation to like 45, 50% of the NFL's fan base are women and they know the game, they understand the game, they follow the game, they're into the game they're, they're just as passionate about the game as the men are. Um, and, and that was my thing is I thought it was starting to get a little sexist piggish, uh, with, with some of the, 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 jokes, uh, that, that were being made. But like, my thing is again, let them be that, let them be a couple. Like if, if I'm hoping that this wasn't for publicity, that she's trying to sell more albums or he's trying to sell more jerseys or, you know, whatever. And they've made some uh, deal between them to, to, team up to do this or whatever i I hope it's legit i hope they're into each other i hope they're happy together and things like that because to me that's what makes a good story not all this other stuff all Uh, right
0: well so so let me give you the other part of the story then ready this is from cbc but i've seen it in other places it's uh thompson reuters wrote the story so it is the headline is viewership among teenage girls 12 to 17 spiked 53 percent compared to a typical Sunday night game. So NBC now has a spike of teenage girls, 12 to 17, that are now watching Sunday night football because Taylor Swift was there. I don't know what that would mean for any other game where Kansas City's there. That game had 27 million viewers, and that's like blows away NBA Finals coverage. That's how many people are watching. Now, here's the problem. If Travis doesn't get in the end zone in a couple of these games and she's there, people are going to say she's jinxing him. It's coming. It's coming. He's got to keep scoring while she's there to to end the that whole feeling about it, right?
1: I'd say he's already scoring,
0: but I'm bum. Wow. Daryl Ryder. Who
1: are you? <laughs> Who is that masked man? Well, low-hanging fruit. But, no, nah, I mean, you, you are right. Like, he's going to have to um, – play well because if not they're going to say she's distracting him or she's yep or you know whatever i don't think that's going to be a problem like i think travis kelsey's the best tight end in the game he's a first ballot hall of famer in waiting um i it really sucks that you know uh he doesn't play for the cleveland browns um but um yeah i think it's a little premature for that right now and again hopefully they are you know, given an opportunity to have private moments to themselves. Rather, uh, did you see the video of her walking into the stadium the other night with Blake
0: Uh, Lively and Riles? Riles
1: It's so quiet in here
0: (laughs) because, yeah, Yeah, that's because she's used to getting, you know, taken into these shows and popcorn machines and stuff where they have to hide her in in uh, carts so they can get her from point A to point B. That was the word from the first game that she went to. They had to hide her underneath a popcorn machine on a uh, dolly and then they cover the bottom of the dolly. She sits down there and they sneak her out the back. Yeah. Okay. There you have it, especially in New York. That's another thing too. Like is celebrities in New York isn't really that big of a deal, but if viewership's up 53%, then it is what it is. Daryl, let's come back uh, next week. We'll start really diving into San Francisco because we'll all get a chance to watch them. And obviously this is going to be a big week for the AFC North. As far as the standings are concerned, you've got, uh, what uh, you've got Pittsburgh and the Ravens playing this week. So I guess you're rooting for a Pittsburgh win. Right. To even out the standings. Yeah. I don't know that that's going to happen, especially when you don't know who your quarterback, you're not hundred percent behind that. But I guess we know that after last week here in Cleveland. So Daryl, it's been fun. Uh, I want to thank our producer, Meredith Kane, who does an amazing job. And of course, Daryl, it is always game day in Cleveland. We'll be back with you again next week.